All right. Um, welcome back. This is our fourth episode of Trees, Money, and Capitol Hill. Um, we actually, it, the, the podcast turns one month old this Friday. So if you could, oh. if you don't mind, share it with your friends, your family, anyone you want. It's okay if you don't. I understand. We're not that big brained. So um, this week we have another special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Okay, yeah, my name's Hannah. Um... Is that it? Just uh, Hannah? Um... <laughs> well, what else am I supposed to say, huh? Well, why are you here with us today, Hannah? Because Joey called me at 9 p.m. saying, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? And I said, sure, and that's that. What are you here to talk about with us then? Existentialism. Very cool. I guess, uh, I, well, I didn't introduce myself. I'm Taylor, um, for people who are only now hearing this. Uh, do we just jump right into it, do you think, Joey? Uh, okay, uh, okay, so um, I'm Joey, and I'm accompanied with Taylor. We are the hosts of this podcast. Um, this week, we're with Hannah Capone. We're talking about existentialism. Um, we have four episodes so far, and sorry about not uploading on Thanksgiving. We got stuff to do. All right, mm -hmm. I think we can get into it now. Okay, uh, I guess we can just start out with the question we ask everyone. Um, what is the thing that you're talking about with us today? Existentialism. Like, is there a set definition that you have in mind? I mean, I personally define it like almost this, I kind of treat it like philosophy. It's like the, um, psychological, like the psychological field that just like discovers the issues of our existence, like why we're here and the, like, the intrigues of the mind and the feel and feelings and just the, our actions that we can't usually understand by just looking like at the surface. So we have to just dig deeper and truly like understand how this kind of thing works and how, why we're actually here. And it's more of an opinionated thing because everybody treats our own existence differently and they view it differently, which means that everyone has their own way to view existentialism, which is why I'm really like talking about it. Okay, and you do bring up a good point, like, you know, there's so many different branches and it's like a very broad topic. So what, what do you personally believe as to, you know, why we're here? As to why we're here, I think it's like a matter of purpose. Mm -hmm. I think that we don't, we aren't assigned a purpose, but we rather find something that we believe in that is, that we personally believe is our purpose because we kind of have to carry out what we personally want to do and what, what we think fate is. And so we exist to contribute in our own separate ways. In our own separate ways. What do you mean by that? Like, what are some like examples that you can think of? Like, okay, let's take like public servants versus doctors, right? Mm -hmm. Public servants work to further society and make our overall like they you know govern our laws they take care of like problems with human rights doctors will take care of our health and medical things and just our overall like well-being and see they take care of different things but they make an impact in their own way and so once you find that kind of purpose what you want to do what you want to like contribute to then you end up doing that. And that's, you know, not everybody finds it. 
and not everybody learns to take control of their own life. And so it's really like when people ask me what's the meaning of life, I always just say to find a purpose. Okay. But you also just said that, you know, not everyone finds said purpose. Yeah. But like not everyone lives life to the fullest. Okay. So you believe that it's basically just we're here to try to find that. And that's like the main goal people should have. Yeah, we're here to try and find it and to carry it out as best as we can. Okay. Okay. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I guess to some extent, I think the exact same thing. Um, we are here to try to find some sort of purpose. That's why we're here. And I guess find it interesting though. Um, would you compare certain purposes as more impactful to society than others? Like you say, like doctors, like public servants, whatever. Do you, is there some sort of like comparison to like certain roles people play in society? I mean, I would say so, but that doesn't, I would say that some make more of an impact, but that doesn't make them less important than another because they may make less of an impact, but they impact different people. And so some people can't be impacted by one per one thing but they're impacted by another that is somehow on like a less of a scale, but it still helps people. So I would put them at an, like an equal, an equal thing on how much their impact matters. But I think the amount of people in terms of quantity can differ. Okay. Is there anything that um, contradicts the ideas from that span from existentialism or like contradictory theories or I, philosophies like anything that like disagrees with what you're saying here have you heard anything that like questions that um mainly that our fate is decided like because this mm -hmm. is all opinion existentialism we don't know why we're here yeah right? so it's all opinionated and so there's nothing that's like evidence-based that contradicts what anyone believes so the best opinion that i've seen is just that people like it's why we exist. And so people think that we exist to carry out a role that is assigned to us, mm -hmm. say by like a deity or just by default. That's like probably the biggest thing that I've seen that just contradicts personally what I believe. Okay. So you're saying that basically, you know, we all already have a set role in like the time span that we're alive. Yeah, but existentialism itself is like the idea that humans like humans get to choose. They have like autonomy over their own life choices and their own meaning in life. And so like um, the concept that it's given to us by something else would be the opposite of existentialism, which would be like nihilism nihilism yeah i would say that like nihilism would be like you know there's nothing that we have to we don't have any reason we're here and mm -hmm. so there's no like right or wrong okay so nihilism i guess we can just explain this right now for people at home that don't know what that is we don't know the intelligence of our viewers <laughs> nihilism basically just there is it just that there is no meaning just that we're here just to be here. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I the thing about existentialism is that you can really just see any side from any person in particular because you know as you said there's just no right or wrong you know so even if this is like some firm statement that we believe we never truly know that it's true you know i mean yeah we never like there's nothing scientific about existentialism mm -hmm. it's a philosophy and it's like a theory and so it's something that people personally agree or disagree to. And being that person who agrees strongly to existentialism, I, I can like, I understand other arguments well enough to know that it's all an opinion and it's, you can't just say that you're wrong because there's no right or wrong. Okay. Do you think generally we'll ever, or not we, but do you think there will ever be an answer. Do you think that, you know, we'll eventually find one? Maybe not like in our lifetimes, but like if we go on to an afterlife, I say if, and any sort, do you think there will ever be a definitive answer as to why we're here? Or do you think it's just all out in the open for like forever? I think it depends on the, well, if we're saying like an afterlife situation, I think that should there be some sort of afterlife, which is an answer we don't know, which is a question we don't know the answer to. Mm -hmm. Should there be an afterlife? I think whatever that entails will tell us. Mm -hmm. Possibly. I'm not, I, I don't actually have an opinion on the afterlife. But I think that on in our lifetimes, it's an individual process. And so there's no like scientific, there's well, I don't think there'll ever be a scientific reason for why do we exist until we find something like breaking like aliens control us or whatever and they put us on our plan on this planet or whatever it might be it's mm -hmm. not an actual theory i believe but i think unless we find something crazy like a scientific breakthrough that explains everything philosophers can't come up with an answer to why do we exist and so it really is based on opinion yeah and that also actually brings up a thing that I've been thinking, that I have thought about a lot, you know, um, there are a lot of really, really stupid theories, or at least stupid to me, like, um, you know, we're on a situation, we're on like a simulation, or the entire universe was created last Thursday, and none of us can disprove it, you know, like, well, how, what? Um, Okay, I think it was Rene Descartes who said this, but like, I think therefore I am. Mm -hmm. That I believe. Because if we have like the kind of consciousness to go be like beyond that last mm -hmm. Thursday, then we were not created last Thursday. Okay. And the fact that we're not, that, the fact that like our universe is expansive means that realistically we're not living in a simulation. Because like science is proving that the universe is like growing, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a proven thing, but it's a widely accepted theory. And so I think the chances of us actually living in a simulation are very low. Mm -hmm. But as you said, that's just a theory. We, we don't know. Right. I'm not like completely saying this is impossible, but I'm saying that it's just personally. Is it like a... A likelihood sort of situation like it's just less likely for that to be the case yeah because there's more evidence back well not evidence but there's more reasoning backing other theories 
that like say we were created the big bang happened and then evolution there's more scientific reasoning backing that than there is saying that the universe was created last thursday or being controlled in a simulation mm -hmm. but i think therefore i am you know we do think therefore as of this moment we are we are basically but um we when we look to the past everything that we know that we saw or think of is a memory right so i guess there really is just no way we can prove or disprove stuff like that technically no <laughs> but your memories you don't have memories from when you were a baby do you like when you were first born mm -hmm. i would assume people don't right and because our brain works in a way that this is, there's been studies about this that we delete information we no longer need Right. Actually, we don't delete it. We just think of it like a storage, right? We store it farther and farther back to the point where it's unreachable. And so it's technically still in our mind. And that's how we prove those events happened is that we have those memories and they come over time. They get stored over time. Okay. I guess that does make and sense. So, yeah. We have that kind of memory, which means that we have the kind of like we have the reason to back that we know what we saw was real, whether it be in a simulation or not. Um, I know I haven't talked about this, this, this episode, but um, can you tell us a bit about the history of existentialism? Like, we know what it's about, but like, I think our viewers might want to know like the history, how it developed, and like who's behind a lot of it. I think ex existentialism in itself, like, um, the whole concept of it was developed at the point of modern society, like our, like at the dawn of civilization, you know, our questioning of who we are. That I don't know how to pronounce this, but I know it was like this philosopher from like the 19th century. I think his name was like, there was like one was like um, Kierkegaard or something, and one was, name, first name was Frederick. They were German, I think, but that they kind of started like the whole idea that existentialism was you know existentialism is a part of philosophy they like made up the they didn't make up the concept of evolution but they defined it but the whole like idea that evolution exists was like the whole idea of us thinking about it and you know experiencing existentialism is one that dates back farther than we probably can explain with just terms of history. Yeah, and I guess that does make sense because, you know, this is just something that grad or not. This is just something that most people throughout history have probably thought of because it's a question that you know applies to everyone. Just why are we here? And I'm pretty sure that anything with any sort of capability of like critical thinking has eventually thought this or will eventually think this right yeah i think that like well see our brain evolved over time we've proven mm -hmm. that and so the more it evolved and the more we started to question more deep thoughts that would not be in the minds of like you know um like a like a mouse a house rat mm -hmm. we ex we don't like I don't think we've proven that like house rats, for example, know existentialism 
And the fact that like human defined it and they constantly think about it and there's people who study it is kind of amazing because it shows how much we've developed. And we can't trace back the start of existentialism, but we can assume that it started where we started to have the time to, you know, instead of just having to give out survival, we could think about why we existed because we had developed mod more modern ideas like housing and shelters to the point where we had that kind of free time to be able to think about existentialism in a way that we question why we're here. And so it takes both like the time to think about it and the brain to think about it in order to do okay. that. And I guess the overall statement here is just that it dates back to who knows when. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, since it's it has existed for so long of a time, you know, there are so many different theories and philosophies, some that are like really, really old. Are, are there any like early philosophers that you just have don't agree with or things that have been disproven to you? I mean, early philosophers, I can't name one off the top of my head. I think probably, um, Right, well, I guess we I know can his just... first name was like Jean Paul, but I know that he mm -hmm. was like. I kind of agreed with him in the fact that he said we're like we're utterly in charge of ourselves. But he always said that like social economic, our own like limitations, to our freedom existed. And so he said that it was like more and more restricting over time, I think. And I, I agree, but I think that while those limitations exist, I think there's like ways you pass it. I just don't think that's happened yet. Okay. And well, I guess existentialism and most philosophy really is just ever evolving. Just like, you know, a lot of uh, just like anything else, it just evolves. Anything else that is thought of critically and spans from humankind, you know? Um, hmm. Joey, you have anything? <laughs> uh, I didn't really talk a lot this episode because um, I have, I, my, my internet is like kind of faulty, so I didn't want to put too much bandwidth. But um, I remember, I remember, um, while I was browsing around the internet, because all civilized people do that nowadays, um, mm -hmm. I think so. I heard something about the absurd in existentialism, and I think maybe we could talk about that. I think that like the absurd in existential. Do you know the painting, the scream? Yes. Yes. Don't the guy who's like yeah at his face and he's like screaming. Yeah. Um. I compare the absurd. And I've seen, I've like looked this up and that was like one of the images that popped up. So I've always just like personally compared the absurd and existentialism to that painting. And so I think absurdism is just focusing on us and like a meaningless universe, at least one that many people think is meaningless and our, and our like drive to try and find that kind of meaning. 
And so I think that existentialism and absurdism is separate because existentialism says that we make our own meaning and absurdism says that like we have we have to find that meaning rather than create it and so it's just something it's like minor details that set the whole thing off so i would say that like existentialist i, I would say that like the whole concept of absurdism falls under existentialism because existentialism doesn't have anything that says that like we cannot find we cannot like create meaning by finding it because technically we can and so absurdism i would say classifies under existentialism rather than like many people saying that they're just like two separate things all right um before we continue just for those of you who don't know the screen the screen is the screen is basically this p p work of art by edvard munch he's norwegian i think it, it was made in a year in 1893 and it's basically like this dude he's holding his hands to his face and screaming, except there's no sound because it's a painting. Yeah, it's the image of a man screaming. Also, um, yeah, yeah, this is something that's like slightly off topic, but in the scream, um, like the waters behind the man, I recently like saw something on this and that I find it really interesting that, um, you know how like Da Vinci had like severed his own ear? Did you say Da Vinci? Da Vinci, I'm sorry. <laughs> Da Vinci. <laughs> yeah, Da, Vin da, um, da Vinci da Vin severed. He okay, severed no, his own ear and was in a mental hospital, mm -hmm. I think, at the time that he painted Starry Night. And yes. there was an article saying that, like, the flow of Starry Night, like, you know, like, if you look closely, it's just a bunch of little lines creating a flow, mm -hmm. is one that has gotten so close to the actual way, like, water flows that during the worst time of his life he painted this in a way that like shows how nature works and it was never seen in his later works or in any other works and i find that really really interesting yeah and that's like incredibly off topic but i just needed to point that out yeah or well if we do want to get back on topic i guess existentialism um i guess just hmm how did you personally get into existentialism? Like, why why did you get into it? I used to, okay, so my dad has like an entire like a couple of bookcases worth of just books, right? Yeah. And there was one on philosophy and I had thought of the idea, like I, I didn't invent the idea of existentialism, obviously. Yeah. But without knowing what existentialism was, I had thought of like that whole idea Mm -hmm. nice. And there was this one book on philosophy, and it included existentialism. And I was like, hey, would you look at that? I've thought of that. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of went from there. Okay. And do you think stuff like this is like important for other people to think about? Too? Do you think it's important for other people to, you know, about existentialism, hear about it, and, you know, existential crisis at least once okay uh explain and here's why right because when you have that kind of state of mind where you're questioning where you're coming from and you're questioning your meaning your existence the reason you're here your purpose in life then you tend to like go into like just go deeper 
into what that the answer to that question is right so like what is our meaning what is our purpose etc and that allows you to reach a new point i think there's like a certain part of the brain that does this um it's more of a subconscious but like i think philosophy i think it's like part of um the pineal gland or something it's like a part of the brain it was the one it was like one that had like Descartes philosophy the one that controls his philosophy but the actual part of philosophy reasoning it's like movement etc like it interprets everything and it's the more evolved part of our brain and when we like go through that we tend to just there have been studies that people who have thought about like existentialism and philosophy, the cerebrum was activated. Like, and I think that the more people think about this, it's important for them to realize like that maybe they have their own opinion because a lot of people have an opinion on philosophy. And I think it's important that we kind of like be able to constantly keep up because it's something that humans are and like that as far as we know, only humans are able to do. And so mm -hmm. maybe I think it's just important that we at least do that once okay so you just think it's important because it's some it it does help with someone's like mental or well not mental but someone's way of thinking basically it just it's a i guess you could say it's a good exercise yeah i mean that's probably the best way to put it is just that it's a good exercise but also that it makes you like stop and think you know, we have like we humans lead such busy daily lives that we in some part like almost forget that we're, we're existent and we take it for granted. And so I think like to just step back and think about it is important enough that I think that enough if enough people do it, then they learn to think about you know why are we here because that's obviously the question we're trying to answer and so like the more you think about it the more you answer it for yourself and so it just takes like time and the more likely like i said before everyone just like finds that purpose i think the more likely you are to find it okay um yeah um, well, you say that this is basically the ultimate thing we should be thinking of. This is like the thing we're trying to answer. But what do you think would happen if this just was not a question? If this is something that no one really thought of? How do you think the world would have changed? If this was something that no one ever thought of, then I think I mean, obviously, I don't think that's at all possible because we think and we're humans, but mm -hmm. hypothetically, should that be a thing? I think that if we lose the question, why are we here? We lose the meaning to what we do on a daily basis, the why we work forward to surviving. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this question has always been the back of people's minds. We never really uncovered it until we've had the time to and have like developed and evolved enough brain because if um say like like back in the ages where we were more we resembled more of a monkey right like homo sapiens 
I'm sh I have the feeling that the whole concept of existentialism had existed in their brains. They just never thought about it. Okay. And so they lived to survive and they didn't, and they lived more to survive than they did to quote live and to kind of find that whole like, you know, philosophy and that kind of deeper thought. I just think it's something we've, uh, we uncover. And instead, if we didn't have that kind of question, we would just be living to live and we wouldn't doubt our existence, which I personally think is a good thing that we like question why we're here because there's ignorance and bliss, but there's also ignorance may maybe bliss, but there's also like, you know, we need to, we have questions answered and curiosity kind of plays a part. So by saying that we don't, we can't have like, we would have never been able to evolve the way we did because curiosity helped us evolve. The whole co because curiosity entails that question. So curiosity helped us get out of the water. And curiosity helped us climb a tree to find a fruit. A curiosity helped us fish and helped us build our own homes and helped us survive. And so it's kind of a basis of a thought that kind of leads to curiosity. And I don't think we would have survived without curiosity. Okay. But, like, you know, as you said, ignorance is bliss to some degree. If we didn't really think of this stuff, yes, we wouldn't have evolved, but we also wouldn't really care, you know? If, I mean, that, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah, we wouldn't care, but then what would we be doing? We'd just be surviving, just like, you know, most other right, animals but we like, live to survive. We live to survive, but then we wouldn't have gotten to where we are. And so I think mm -hmm. there's more benefits to, than harms when it comes to that terms of kind of ignorance, of not knowing. And like, I've, I've said this a lot, I don't like to make assumptions, right? Yeah. Because like I said, ignorance can't always be bliss. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't know a full story, then you don't have what it takes to like, to interpret it. And so when you kind of, it's a similar situation, right? So when we don't have the full story to why we live and to why we keep surviving and trying to live, then we don't have the full story into, you know, why we sh why should we survive? Like, why, why don't we just die if there's literally no meaning to it? And so I think there's a meaning to life that always has stayed with us. And so the whole point of survival is to not die. Which means that there's something to do here, which means that there's some kind of answer to existentialism that we don't know. And so technically it just, the whole ignorance is bliss just doesn't work in this case because the more you know, then the more you can understand who you are. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, we're coming up to a close, I guess. Are there any like, um, final thoughts, anything that you think, you know, other people need to hear something that, you know, obviously relating to existentialism, something that, you know, you want to leave with the viewers. I mean, yeah, take my opinion with a grain of salt mm -hmm. because you have to form your own. So don't let what other people think shape you because you have to find your own opinion on what you think is our 
you know, our existence. Why are we here, right? And some people may think there is no reason. And if you do, there's nothing against it. Maybe it's not agreed by everyone, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong. Like I said a lot, there's no right or wrong. And so you just have to understand that you have to form your own opinion and don't let the opinions of others form you. Okay. And well, yeah. Uh, Joey, anything for like an outro sort of thing? Okay. <laughs> this is um, episode four of Priest Money in Capitol Hill. Um, don't forget, um, if you want, share it with your friends, family. I hate to be, I hate to be like this, but we are we are not gaining a lot of traction, and we wish we could do that. But I won't force you to, nor can I. But if you would, just please do it. And uh, thanks, thank you, Hannah, for joining us today and talking about existentialism. And if you want to look at any of our other podcasts, it's also on this site. Um, we've done literature with Mr. Bryline, as well as um, as well as talked about the electoral college system and the climate in a way. So um, yeah, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys.